Welcome to Childhood Conversations with Kate and Carrie. Welcome back to Conversations with Kate and Carrie. <laughs> we are so glad that you have joined us today. And we are going to talk about summer. I Wait, know. It's, it's not even officially spring yet. Okay, well, it's Texas, and last week it tried to kill us. Today, it's like hot, and it's going to be cold again by Thursday. So I figured it's time to just do things, well, you know, whenever we just damn well please. Darn well please. Okay, so on our G-rated episode today, (laughs) uh, we're going to start talking about summer. And I know that this just seems strange. And if you have listened to us, or you've ever met us, or you've talked to us at all, you know that we always talk about the fact that parents are signing up for summer programs, believe it or not, by March. Like they're, they are completely booked for their summer by spring break. So well, if and there are programs that have their annual enrollment in January or February. Yep. So they already know who they're going to have in the fall. So you may not be one of those programs or you may be, but regardless, we're in February. You need to be thinking about it. Yeah, but we're not talking about fall annual enrollment. Today, we're going to talk about summer. (laughs) But you have to have a plan. You got to have a plan. Got to have a plan. All right. So if you heard me a a few weeks ago and you heard my kind of my jokes about, you know, goal setting and how I don't do it well, or I kind of fail at goal setting. Um, But it's interesting because I do I do set goals most years. And even if I don't follow them to the T, it's always nice to go back and reflect and realize I did a really, really good job. But you know what? When it comes to business, when it comes to summer planning, that is something that I absolutely do because it all comes back to marketing. You cannot absolutely cannot have an effective summer and you cannot have a profitable summer if you don't plan. And absolutely. I mean, and. And whether you plan to do everybody enrolls for the whole summer or you have people enroll week by week, it doesn't matter to us. Kate and I don't care. We're not running your program, but it should matter to you. (laughs) And if most of your kids are enrolling for the whole summer, do you know where your holes are, where you've got weeks where people aren't going to be there? Your staff, your kids, all of that somebody's not going to be there different weeks during the summer. I'm not going to be there the week of 4th of July. So, (laughs) so I want to, I want to talk about a couple of things first. This might be your first summer since 2020 that might look almost normal. So do you really remember as a program what you did in 2019? Well, my guess is a lot of the directors who were there in 2019 aren't there today. So they don't have a clue what happened in 2019. Exactly. So there might be some staff, but (laughs) can we count on everything they say? (laughs) So, So today's episode is titled Summer Planning doing it a little bit different. And the reason for that is because I'm guessing that as a director, you probably weren't around in 2019. Or if you were, you don't remember what summer planning was like in 2019 or 2018 or 2017. Yeah. Okay. And if you did, hallelujah, great for you. That means that chances are you have a handy dandy notebook. (laughs) If you don't, get your own handy dandy summer planning notebook. It will become your Bible because what I'm going to talk about over the next 20 minutes is what you're going to do every summer, every summer. All right. So you're every summer, every summer. 
But you said it's supposed to be different. But the planning process is going to look the same. Okay. 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 So the planning process is going to start to look the same and you're always going to start in January and February. Okay. Okay. The very first thing you need to decide is exactly what you just asked a minute ago, Carrie. Does everybody enroll for summer? Is it it just you don't get to enroll by week? Are you going to have any themes? Are you going to do any field trips? How do you handle vacations? both for teachers and for staff or teachers and staff and families, (laughs) whatever, you know what I mean. And if you're doing field trips, how are you doing the field trips? Mm -hmm. Are these parent assisted field trips? Do you own a bus? Are you going to rent a bus? How are you going to do that? Um, My suggestion is this is probably a good year to, if you haven't done field trips, have some field trips planned because it's going to be competitive to get your summer program full. Yeah. This summer, your summer enrollment is going to be much more competitive than it was last year or the year before or the year before that. So you've got to have some, what I call sex appeal. Now I know it's not really sex appeal, but you got to have a little razzle dazzle. Maybe we'll call it razzle dazzle. That's Um, probably better, but you know, after my whole first (laughs) first minute and a half. I don't know. You know, today's episode is just kind of one of those, you know, expletive days. So, so, what's, so you know. what, what is, what is a way we can give it some razzle dazzle if we're doing the whole summer enrollment? Well, so that the, the other thing I wanted you to also think about is your age groups. Are you taking those kinder kids? So the kids that are going into kinder, are you taking the kids that were in kinder and are you taking any school age kids? This is your, you cannot move forward on summer till you figure that out. And if you are doing school age kids, where are you going to put them? Do they have a home? Now, you know what? If you have a designated cafeteria, lunch space, eating space where all your kids come together, that can be their home. If you're not using that space for any other, anything else, that's a good place to put them. Okay. And maybe- Sometimes when you have one of those rooms, they use it for nap time and for meals. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you're going, okay, great. Where are the schoolers going to be during nap time? I need them gone so that I can use this room for napping. So that's a great, that's a great time for them to be outside. It's a great time for them to be outside or on their field. are going to be outside. And now I hear people going, but aren't they going to be hot? Oh, well, (laughs) (laughs) that's why we invented popsicles. Yep. Or or water play. Yeah. Frozen fruit juice, water play, um, going to the neighborhood pool. Um, You'll have to have somebody with lifeguard training if you do that. But the neighborhood library. Oh, that's a great one. Yeah. Okay. So let's, so let's talk about your (coughs) sex appeal. All right. How can we get sex appeal? Okay. Well, first of all, every school is going to be different. So let's talk about what are field trips that you can walk to. Okay. So you know, walking field trips are awesome. And if you don't already do these, eh, I'm sorry for you. Um, but let's look at walking field trips. Again, depending There's, on your neighborhood. Is there a park? Is there a gas station? Is there, Kate isn't giving me a look about gas stations. I'm sorry, <laughs> kids want to know how this all works. And you can do a field trip to a gas station and learn how this all works. It nobody else has gone on that field trip. You're and right. <laughs> it's an interesting field trip to the kids. How many four-year-olds do you have in your program who are obsessed with the different kinds of cars and trucks? Yep. Yep. You've yep. got those kids. This is a way to appeal to those kids. Um, the grocery store, the convenience. Especially if you store. take, especially if you take them on July 11th, if you have a 7-Eleven now. Ah, 7-Eleven. Okay. Yeah. Now, so if you have a 7-Eleven in your community right there, July 11th, 
should be on your schedule. Do you know that that is free Slurpee day? Free. Give those kids some free Slurpees. Free Slurpee day. Okay. In the afternoon. (laughs) (laughs) Goes home with parents. Anyway, (laughs) the library we already talked about, um, the neighborhood restaurants. Mm -hmm. Um, Neighborhood grocery stores. Neighborhood. What else do I have? Neighborhood grocery stores. So mm-hmm. again, um, if you are in Texas, HEBs have awesome field trips, uh, great places to take as field trips. Um, a lot of restaurants, California Pizza Kitchen has great behind the scenes where the kids make their own pizzas. Um, and we could sit here and go on and on and on because a lot of fast food restaurants also do field trips. But uh, before also, they open. if there is um, an assisted living community within walking oh, yes. distance, which frequently childcare and assisted living have similar zoning, so that might be a great place to go for a walk. It's going to be air conditioned. It's going to be so air conditioned. And they uh, have. And if you have never done that with kids roughly four and up, it is a great partnership. If you haven't talked to those activity directors, um, the seniors love having the kids come and do board game day, bingo day. Um, some of my favorite activities with that with those age groups have been caroling. Uh, yes, and all year long, the seniors don't care. And those are songs that the little kids know and the seniors know. They'll sing those all day long. Yeah. <laughs> um, but so Christmas, did- Christmas in July, another is a great, great activity. Yeah. Um, they will go, they will do trick-or-treating in July. They'll do trick-or-treating in June. And the little kids get to go to all of the residence rooms. And yeah, it can be a lot of fun. Um, And a lot of times if you build a relationship with the activity director of um, a local um, senior living facility or community, depending because those range in um, how able-bodied the residents are. So that really can be a lovely, and you're right, air conditioned is always lovely. (laughs) In the summer, we want air conditioned field trips. Um, The dentist, the doctors. The doctor's office, the dentist. Also, fire stations, police stations. Yep. But there might be, if you're right on the edge of a neighborhood, um, you know, a residential neighborhood, there might be a resident in your neighborhood who has chickens. And a field trip to the chicken lady's house is another great field trip. Like, we're trying to get you outside the box, right? Everybody's like, yes, we go on a field trip to the adoption center for, for cats and dogs, right? What about the chicken lady? I mean, come on, the chicken lady needs some love. Or um, I know one program that um, it's actually a pheasant lady. Okay, so so real quick. So if you don't know where these people are, so how do you find the chicken lady? You walk right? around in the morning and you listen for chickens. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so there is that option. If you still don't know how to find the chicken lady, you can check with your local county 4-H or your county FFA. We've talked about this before, and I am going to stress it again. If you do not know the secretary of your local elementary school, you should be best friends with this lady. You need to ask her, are there interesting people in the neighborhood you get, you should need to, that you need to know? Is there a walking group? Okay. If there is a community walking club, let me tell you, I am sure that those seven or eight women who are out walking every morning at 6 a.m., they can tell you who the chicken lady is, right? (laughs) They probably know the chicken lady. 
And even if you aren't part of the 6 a.m. walking club as the director, because you're like, I love your enthusiasm. I think that would be great. Swing by. I'll give you water. And, you know, you can catch me up on all the latest, you know, who are the interesting people I need to know. But you might have a lady who has who has lots of gardening and lots of plants and lots of, you know, caterpillars and ladybugs in her backyard. Again, you may have a guy in your neighborhood who crochets Afghans. Like there's all kinds of things that can be a field trip that is different. And again, we're always thinking about how can you make your parents rave about you to everyone. You're going to be the only ones doing this, going to see the guy who makes Afghans, right? Nobody else is going to be doing that and talking about how you are a real member of the community. So, um, and the kids are going to think this is the coolest thing ever. They didn't know that you could do something with yarn as an adult. All they knew is you could, you know, do the yarn stuff that they do in the classroom. So, so a couple of things just to think about related to some of that is also community service and giving back to your community as well. So a lot of times we have seen little libraries, but a lot of times childcare centers aren't necessarily little library sites. Um, and those have become more and more, you've seen those little libraries turned into places where people um, include food into the little libraries. Um, there are some neighborhoods that have included those little libraries now include plants for overflows where they have lots of plants where you can flip out plants. Um, there are some neighborhoods, um, in the community where Carrie and I live that actually have extra vegetables. And so people will do the same thing, um, with, you know, extra harvests as the summer comes through. So if your kids have not, um, gardened using permaculture, which is, uh, another method of gardening, you have a child sneaking in your door. Hello. Yes, I see it. <laughs> um, so you can always do a three by three garden square and mm -hmm. have the kids in your program, uh, grow some vegetables during the summer. Um, I realize that in Texas, it's pretty hot. So you're going to want this to be the very first thing you do <laughs> during the yeah, summer. Yeah. In the beginning of the summer is a great time to do radishes and lettuces and stuff like that. Um, later in the summer, tomatoes and zucchini <laughs> is pretty much what you have available. Yeah, it just uh, it in, gets hot. In our part of Texas, but yes. people do live in the panhandle and in the valley. Yeah. And we're not saying that you don't. And so you have more you know, options with your growing se season. In central Texas, the second half of the summer is okra, tomato, and zucchini. That's what we grow. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Regardless of what you grow, again, you can also always have your field trips come to you. And these field trips do not need to be expensive, fancy people who've advertised and sent you a postcard. So again, make sure that you take an opportunity to find out about the nonprofits in your community, check with your museums, check with your libraries, always ask people if there are people who can come to visit you that don't cost you anything. The Red Cross, the 4-H, uh, 4-H groups, um, every 4-H group has young people who are always looking to share about their projects. Those young people don't cost you anything. So bringing a high school student out, um, FFA, they, you know, somebody with some pigs and some goats. Um, Girl Scouts, Boy Scouts, we can do absolutely. lots of different things like that. Yep. Um, and again, we're trying to look at the, our summer in a new different direction. How can you have 
awesome things without having to go to the zoo this day, to go to the movies this day. Wait, can we even go to the movies anymore? Um, and then we're going to go to this big park where we're going to have to rent a bus. And then, you know, every week, some big field trip that costs the parent, you know, that it's $15 ahead when you figure in lunch, transportation and entrance, or maybe it's $25 when you count all that in. Is that really sustainable? Yeah, it can be sexy. Yes, it's great to go to the jumping place where everybody plays on the trampoline or go to a, a Lego lab where they have access to millions of Legos, but don't do that every week. <laughs> if you're going to have a Lego lab day, maybe you've done Legos for two or three weeks and this is like the culmination at the end of July. We've done Legos all July and this is when we go. Or maybe it's the kickoff event. At the beginning of July, we go to the Lego lab and then we do Legos all of July. Make it the make it the culminating event only if they come for like two weeks or something. Okay. So let's let's talk about some other ways to do some other ways to do your summer planning as we kind of wrap up and some other things to make sure you always, always do when you're doing your summer planning. So we've talked about using um, some different themes and we've always, you've always had themes. Well, one way to think about themes that we haven't really talked about in several years are books. So I want you to think about books and only because Carrie talked about chickens. And of course, I've got to do a little plug because, you know, got to love me some chickens and you got to love me some kids books. So if you haven't, if you didn't already know, Carrie and I have written a book called Lola in the Hurricane. And believe it or not, Hurricane season is in the middle of the summer. And so why not spend a week talking about hurricanes and they can make little handheld tornadoes and the little things out of the water bottles. And you can go find the crazy chicken lady and you can build some chicken coops and um, you can get some folks from Fancy Feathers 4-H Club, which is actually, if you're in Central Texas, it's out of either Buda or Kyle. And they do have some of the funniest looking chickens. I didn't know chickens came in so many different looks. And um, and then in Austin, they actually have a chicken coop tour. Um, yes, that's a thing. <laughs> so if you're... <laughs> and so your themes can be sparked by individual children's books. They can be sparked by... Um, stories that everybody knows, like, uh, you know, there's a new Little Mermaid coming out. And so you could do all the different versions of Little Mermaid stories. You can do the African Little Mermaid um, myth that is very similar, but a little bit different than the European mermaid myth. And then there's one, I think, in Japan. And so, you know, doing that for a week and then um, we watch for, you know, 30 minutes every day. <laughs> part of one of the Disney mermaid movies, you know, because we can't, we're not doing, we're not pushing minimum standards here, but you can watch that movie over the course of a week. You just can't watch it over the course of a day. Um, and it's part of the curriculum because we're anyway. And, uh, and actually, and if you take your school wagers and you watch the very, you watch the whole movie the last day, you can come back and bring it as a, as a whole conversation about diversity, equity, and inclusion and, you could get into all kinds of conversations about the very last at the end of the week. Um, and you could actually spin that for an entire summer if you want to really go on DEI and the principal princess. Yeah. I mean, there, your theme can be, um, so there's a, there's a program I know in Pflugerville that their theme is around the world. And so they pick different countries for each 
two week period. They do a country for two weeks. And it's literally, you have to go, he either goes from east to west or west to east. You know, he goes around the planet and picks different countries. He doesn't pick the same one every year mm -hmm. um, so that the kids who were with him multiple years have a little bit of, you know, new information, new things to learn, new, new things to try out. Um, his program is associated with a martial arts studio. So most of the <laughs> countries have some sort of martial art because that's his thing. Um, but you can do different vehicles. You can, I mean, there's so many different ways to do the theming and to do it in more than one week increments. If you can, I suggest it because you'll have people who are out for a day here or there. And if you only have one big thing related to that and they happen to be out of town that day, then you end up with some grumpy kids and grumpy parents. All right. So as we wrap up, I feel like people should know exactly what I'm going to talk about as my wrap up. What do you think my wrap up might be, Carrie? T-shirts. T-shirts. <laughs> All right. So here's what you get to do. Finally, believe it or not, we actually have our very own superhero T-shirt. So today's episode in the chat, in below, comment, send us a review. If you want your very own Texas director, Texas director, superhero t-shirt, super, your cape is in the wash. You want a t-shirt, you want your own, put your name in the chat. I want it. You're going to get it. We're excited. We want you to have one. If you don't have t-shirts at your program, Every kid, every classroom needs a t-shirt. This should be free. This is part of their summer program enrollment. If you don't, you don't have to have a theme for your whole summer. If you want one, fine. But every classroom needs their own color, okay? Yep. For the whole summer, not every week. No, no, just, the whole summer. No, no, no. You're, you're in Miss Tasha's class. You have a teal shirt. Yeah, like the twos are this color. The threes are the, you know, so... When you go someplace, you can go, oh, there's one of my twos, you know, or everybody in your program is one color. I, I don't, however you want to do it, depending on the, how you take kids on field trips, um, because you want to make it very easy to spot your kids. I know that parents like black. They like gray. It makes it easy. You know what? You need to be able to spot those kids. <laughs> you need to know yeah. which ones are yours. Hot pink, day glow orange. Um, <laughs> bright and black just green yeah. you know so you need to be able to spot those kids so yeah. find an interesting color we're we're fans of fuchsia purple and teal but you do what works for you okay so go figure um also please take a picture of your kids in your t-shirt send it to us post it in our facebook page our facebook group we would love to see it child care conversations on facebook please post your pictures of your kids in their school t-shirts. All right. We'll we can't wait week. to see it. Make sure you tell us that you want a shirt. Um, so when this drops, when this episode drops, we'll post the, the, the pictures of the shirt. We're not posting them before then. And you guys will be the first ones to get them for free. Um, that'll be limited. So um, the free ones will no longer be available probably by March of 2023, Three. right? <laughs> what yep. year are we in? So if you are listening to this after March, 2023, you will be able to order the t-shirts. Um, if you are listening to this before March of 2023, um, make sure that you DM Texas director, let us know your size. 
and we will get you a shirt. Uh, you will have three choices um, of colors, but we are so excited and we look forward to talking to you guys or li- having you listen to us next week. And Carrie, what do they need to do? They need to message us uh, to get a t-shirt. They need to subscribe to the podcast so that they get to hear each episode as it comes live so that they get to know when there's fun, exciting news, like getting a free t-shirt. And, and if you didn't already know, we have an episode every week and we're up to like almost 140, 150 episodes. I don't know. Yep. We've been around for a couple of years. (laughs) We will see you or you will hear us next week. Okay. See you later. Bye. Thank you for listening to Childcare Conversations with Kate and Carrie. Want to learn more? Check out our website at texasdirector.org. And if you've learned anything today, leave us a comment below and share the show.